Today, we turn our attention to Sefer Rus, the book of Rus, Perak Beis, chapter 2. Yesterday, we studied together some of the themes of the Sefer, the theme of suffering and punishment, the theme of kindness and compassion and charity. We also learned together the story the beginning of the story, which ended after beginning way down in the depths, it ended kind of on a hopeful note. What began as a famine ends b'sechilas ketzir se'orim. Naomi and her daughter-in-law Rus are back in Beis Lechem, back in Eretz Yisroel, and it's the beginning of the barley harvest. And of course, both of them are now faced with a very, very difficult problem, a problem which every person faces, the problem of Parnosa. Here are two women, as far as we know, impoverished, as far as we know, unskilled, and they have to fend for themselves. As, they, uh, as far as you know, at this point, no one has welcomed them, no one has uh, promised to take care of them, uh, etc. They're on their own. And here's what they do about it. To Nomi, there was an acquaintance to her husband. In other words, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, who died long ago, had an acquaintance, a Moda. And the term Moda it means something a bit more than an ordinary friend or relative. Indeed, for example, in Sefer Eov, Perik Yud Tes, Posuk Yud Dalet, we learned, Chadlu Kerovai Umi Yudoai Shechechuni. My Kerovim stayed away from me, and even more so, those who are closer than my Kerovim, my Miyudoim, they have also forgotten of me. And therefore, the Medrash says that the word Moda means a very, very close friend, close relative. And this man was an Ish Gibor Chayel, a valiant man, a hero, a nobleman. Just as Eshes Chayel, which we're all familiar with now for sure, as Mishle Perik Lamed Aleph, is the epitome of the noble woman, so too the Ish Gibor Chayel is the epitome of nobility uh, among men, among males. You want to know how important this, uh, this uh, title, Ish Gibor Chayel, is? Let's remember back in Chumash, when Yisro gave Moshe Rabbeinu his uh, suggestion, his uh, prescription of how to run a government, how to run a judicial system. He said, Appoint God-fearing people, truthful people, people who hate profit. And the Torah says, that indeed Moshe Rabbeinu did, this is Pasha's Yisro now, did exactly what Yisro told him to. 
But when the Pasuk says what he chose, it doesn't say he chose. It just says, And the Ramban, more elaborately, Malbim, the Aram Pashas Yisro, says that Anshei Chayel says it all. Once you're a member of that exclusive club, Anshei Chayel, then it goes without saying that you're also God-fearing, truthful, and a person of great integrity. So this person is a close friend, relative to the family, and with an impeccable um, entitlement to nobility. Indeed, he's from Elimelech's family, Ushmo Boaz, and his name is Boaz. Chazal say that in Tanakh, in general, Roshoim Hain Kodmin Lishmon. When you find a name of a Rosho, you find his name first and then the word Shemo. Goliath Shemo. Novo Shemo. But when it comes to Tzadikim, Shemom Kodem. Ushemo Kish. Ushemo Shoal. Ushemo Yishai. And here too, Ushemo Boaz. The way this Medrash is usually understood is that what comes first? The person's ego or the person's reputation? For the Rosha, the most important thing is his ego. Afterwards comes his Shemo, whatever he does, his accomplishments. For the Tzaddik, his accomplishments come first, then the ego. Ushemo, his name, his reputation, his achievements first, then the ego, Boaz. And we now continue to go further and to see what Rus suggests that they do. This first sentence is really just background. In the background, we are to be aware that there is this man, this wonderful man named Boaz. And now we're going to go into the story, and the story is a simple story. This is not high drama. This is a woman, a poor woman, desperate, looking for food, gleaning, just picking up bits of grain that have fallen to the floor of the field. And in her interactions in that setting, this is an occasion to reflect upon something quite important. And that is little details, small minor acts, things that on the face of it are trivial. They are the stuff of heroism they are the stuff of glory. Heroism and glory do not necessarily come from a single, isolated, valiant, heroic acts. Rather, they come out of quite small things. Chazal say this, God does not give greatness to a person until he first tests him with a very small matter. That's the Mama Chazal to be found in Shmos Rabo Perik Beis. And it's in the context of Moshe's elevation to becoming a prophet, the prophet, and to becoming the Goel, the person through whom the Rebona Shlolem delivers the Jewish people from Israel. And the Medrash there says that God first tested Moshe. But he didn't test him in the major league, so to speak. He didn't test him with major political, international events. He tested him to 
see how he acted as a shepherd, how he conducted himself with Yisro's sheep. This is an important lesson and something we find again and again in Tanakh. And it's with this in mind that we must um, approach the story, the Parsha of Leket, of Rus's Leket. Now, Leket is one of the mitzvot of Matonos Aniyim, that we are commanded as Jewish people, that when we are busy harvesting our fields, and naturally some grain falls to the ground, we're to leave it on the ground, and the poor are allowed to come and glean those droppings, pick them up, and use them. There are various halachos about this. We won't go into those details. So it's out of other utter uh, poverty that Rus now is about to enter the field of, which he eventually finds out, is the field of Boaz. What's interesting here, too, is the shocking picture of a princess, a Moabite princess, who is now reduced to the utter extremes of poverty to actually pick up grains in, uh, in the floor of the mud. And one wonders, is this proper? A woman who is a princess, a woman who has abandoned her people, a woman who is so loyal to her mother-in-law, a woman who wants to join the Jewish people, is it divine justice, zotorah, zosachorah, that she should be reduced to such property? Poverty. But Chazal says something very important. Poverty, although we certainly don't want to be, quote, blessed with it, but poverty is often a test that people go through. And when they come through that test, they are the greater for it. So Chazal say, why do we often see the great stress, the economic stress, that early tzaddikim had to suffer? To teach later generations. Even though they were greatly impoverished, they were destitute. Still, they had hope and they had bitachon, they had trust in their Creator. It is an important lesson for all of us to remember, and this really is part of the lesson of the story of Rus. So Rus the Moavio said to Naomi, Let me go out to the field. And let me glean among the stalks of grain. Somewhere where I will find favor in his eyes, in the eyes of the landowner. And Naomi said, okay, fine, good idea, go. And one wonders, did Naomi and Rus have no other option? except to be reduced to the extreme of, of taking food off the floor that was dropped by the harvesters, could they not perhaps call upon Boaz and tell them, we're back, we're poor, can you give us a handout? Can you give us a gift? 
could they not find someone, some some rich person in the community to whom they could make an appeal? Chazal tells us there's a lesson to be learned here. And that's the lesson of Al Titorech Labrios. Don't become dependent. Try as much as you can to be independent. Don't depend upon other people. Don't take welfare. Don't take handouts. There are legitimate handouts such as Leket. But to go and beg, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. And Naomi and Ruth obviously did not want to be reduced. The Hitzorech Labrios. To have to be dependent. Knock on the door and beg. Even from someone as close to them as Boaz. This is an extremely, extremely important point. It recalls to mind many, many Ma'amore Chazal, such as the one in Meseche Sanhedrin, which Rashi quotes in Chumish, Parshish Noach, that the dove, when the dove was sent out of the ark by Noach, the dove went out and found an olive branch, an olive leaf, and never returned. Returned and then flew away again, and never to return again. Omro Yono the Yono the dove said to God, Ribono Shalolam Yihiyum is Ono Sai Mirurim Kezayis Umisurim Biodecho. Let my sustenance be as bitter as an olive, but from your hand, from God's hand, Vaal Yihiyum is Sukim Kedvash, and not even if they are as sweet as honey, Biad. Be a day, boss of Adam, in the hands of a human being. Yonah did not want to be independent. She wanted to be free. Did not want to be dependent. She wanted to be free and independent. And so too, Ruth and Naomi. And Naomi agreed. L'chi biti. Go, my daughter. Notice, she didn't say, go, my kala. L'chi kalosi. Go, my daughter-in-law. But go, my daughter. That's where things are at this point. So Ruth goes, Vatelech, Vatovo, Vatelakeit Basoda. She went and she came. Chazal says she came back the same way she went. She was careful how she went. She didn't just go floating around in the streets. She went the shortest way, the way which was full of the most sneos, where she wouldn't be, uh, 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 she had to show herself publicly to everybody. She went in the proper way. And she gathered Basoda Acharei Kostrim. She followed the reapers, the harvesters, followed them and gathered what they dreamt. Vayiker mikreho. And it happened, an occurrence happened, that chelkas hasode levoaz asher mimishpachas elimelech. That the field that she happened to come to, coincidentally, was the field of Boaz. Chazal point out that as we could look quite carefully at her behavior, she was always as modest, physically modest, as possible. She walked after the coat stream. She sat down rather than bent over to be malakate. She did not engage in chat, chatter with the coat stream. She just stayed behind them and did what she had to do. The words of Chazal, Kol Hanoshim Shochachos Umalaktos. All other women bend over, which is relatively immodest. She sat down to glean. All the other women 
interact, and have, have dialogue, converse, and flirt with the Kostrim. She was She was distant from them. And that, of course, is what attracted, in a sense, Boaz to her. That's why he asked, who is this girl? It will soon see me. What happened was seemingly a coincidence. It just happened. It just happened that this field was Boaz's field. Do things just happen? Is this the Jewish point of view? No way. Things which just happen, we believe, are divinely guided. When Eliezer Evet Avram went out in search of a wife for his master Avram's son Yitzchok, he prayed to God, Let something just happen to me today. A mere happenstance, mere coincidence. Now we know that through that coincidence, God showed him Rivka. There are no coincidences. Boaz came from Bethlehem, from town, out to the field. And he said to the reapers of the harvesters, May God be with you, and he used God's name. He used the shame Havaya. Adonoi Mochem. And they responded, Adonoi. May God bless you. Using the shame Shemayim. I used the shame Shemayim just now and pronounced God's name advisedly because I was taught by my teachers, among them the Klosenberger Rebbe, Zechatadik Levrocha, whose your site happens to fall on the day that I am recording this shir on the ninth day of Tammuz. And he and other of my teachers taught me that when you're teaching in the context of a posuk, you can and perhaps should use the name of God explicitly because you're trying to convey a point. And the point is that they used the name of God in blessing each other. And Chazal are troubled by this. How can you do that? How can you use the, the name of God just to say hello, good morning, back and forth? And Chazal answer that this was one of the takonos, one of the enactments of that generation, that Boaz and his based in were responsible for enacting a, a, a heter, permission, that Jewish people, when they greet each other, should use God's name in the greeting, back and forth. And we can understand it, that this is perhaps something that they instituted in order to bring up the level of the people. Remember yesterday I tried to explain to you the background, the historical background here is of a Dor Yarud, of a fallen generation, of a generation that was not up to par, a generation that was where God was absent. And in an extreme attempt to bring God back down, bring God into people's lives, they felt it necessary to enact this permission to have God's name mentioned even in idle greetings. And did Chazal say that this is one of those enactments, Shegozru based in Shelmato, for his schemo imohem based in Shelmalo, that the based in the courts, the Jewish courts down below on earth, enacted this permission. You can, it's permissible in the context of greeting other people to use God's name, Beferush, explicitly. And God himself, the, the divine court, the celestial court, his schemo, 
imohem, agreed to the human courts. And this <clears throat> could very well be a strategy that the Manhige Hador, the leaders of the door, instituted in order to bring the Jewish people back to their roots, in order to reconnect them to the Iko Shechina Batachtonim, to the God here below. And so they greeted each other, Hashem Imochem, they responded, Yivorecho Hashem. Bayomer Boaz Lenaaro, and Boaz said to his lad, to his servant, Hanitzoval Hakotzrim, the one who was in charge of the harvesters. And he said, Lemi Hanaro Hazos, who is this girl? Chazal are astounded by this. Gemara Mesechishabas, Tafkuf Yud Gimelamet Beis. Vichidarko Shel Boaz Lishol Benaro. Boaz, Boaz is the judge. I'll say Boaz is the Shofet Evtson who is mentioned in Sefer Shoftim. Boaz is a great person, Anshi and Ishchayel. And he sees a girl and he starts to inquire after her. What's this all about? However, one has to imagine the scene. Boaz is now coming perhaps from a Moshav Hasanedrin perhaps from that Sanhedrin sitting, from the sitting of the court that decided to institute She'elah Shalom B'Shem, that people should greet each other by using the name of God. And he comes, and he sees this girl, beautiful, we don't know, perhaps she was, perhaps she wasn't. She certainly had gone through many, many difficulties, which probably showed uh, on her physically. But she's he was struck by her modesty. He was struck by how different she was. She stood out from all the other people in the way she acted and the way she behaved. And she sees, he sees in the way she acted both Zrizus and Snius and Chochma. And he wonders, who is this anonymous woman? And the lad answers. But instead of giving an answer, no, she's Rus, or she's the young maiden who came back from Moab together with Naomi, period. Instead of doing that, he goes into a long, uh, seemingly unnecessarily detailed and long response. And he says, you know, she is. She is a, a Moabite woman. Hashova im Naomi Mistei Moab was just now returned with Naomi from the fields of Moab. Chazal, see what's happening here. As Boaz says to the Na'ar, Payeslo, Shetehei Malaketes Acharenu. Treat her well so that she can continue to glean uh, after us. He wants to do chesed with her. The Na'ar, He's not so happy about this. He says, wait a second, Boaz, boss. She, she is uh, not one of us. She is at best a convert. And she just came back with Naomi, and we know about Naomi. Naomi is, in a sense, a traitor, her husband, and he. She abandoned the Jewish people, etc., etc. So he's trying to cool um, Boaz's uh, intent to treat her well, to be Makarev for her. 
Vatomer, and she said, She came, she sat, she, she followed us around she, since the morning, and now she just came back from the house, blah, blah, blah. Gives them a whole long speech. Boaz gets the message, and he says, he doesn't even bother retorting, replying, responding to the Na'ar. The Na'ar is a Na'ar. He's a lad. He has his job to do, and he's doing it fine. But Boaz sees if he's going to press forward and be mefayes and, and appease, soft talk, be generous with uh, Rus, he's going to have to address Rus himself. And so he does. Boaz Rus, halo you heard, my daughter, you heard the dialogue I just had. Don't go to any other field. Don't leave this place. And cling, be friendly with my feminine, Na'arosoi, Na'arosoi, my, um, my maidens. Obviously, he had girls working too. So he said, be friendly with the girls. Notice he didn't say be friendly with the boys. Be friendly with the girls. What's happening here is Rus, of course, is about to leave the field. She sees she's attracted the attention of Boaz. She's made herself stand out, which is the last thing she wants to do. So she's ready to go somewhere else, go to another field. And Boaz senses this, and he says, no. BT, and he calls her my daughter. I mean, this is his first conversation with her, and he's already calling her BT, my daughter. Don't go anywhere else. Stay, stay right here. Keep your eyes here where they um, do the harvest. Follow them in the feminine. Follow my maidens, my uh, female workers. As far as the male workers, the boys, I have told the boys, stay away from this girl. Don't don't bother her. Don't Literally, don't touch her. Stay away from her. So be friendly with the girls. The boys are told, stay away from you. In case you get thirsty, Go to the utensils that we have in the headquarters of the harvesters. The harvesters probably had a shaded area where they kept their food and drink. Go there, feel free. And drink from the same place where the lads drink from. Her response is to fall upon her face with great modesty and great or great humility. To bow to the ground, Why have I why have I found favor in your eyes? to recognize me. After all, I am an alien, I am a stranger. She uses the word Lahakireni, which is a word of great, great intimacy. Indeed, uh, marital intimacy, sexual intimacy. And she uses that word, Lahakireni. And Chazal say, Malamed Shenisnabo. She had a little insight, a prophetic insight, a little bit of nevuah. And she realized at that moment, Shehu Osid Lahakira, that he will indeed, quote, recognize her. Kederech Kol in the way that 
a man recognizes a woman in, in intimate relationship. And therefore she says, hey, don't go so fast. Anochi nochriya. I am a stranger. I am not appropriate for a man of your standing. Vayan Boaz and Boaz said to her, responded and said to her, Vayomer lo, who gayed, who godly, it has been told to me. I know the full story. I know what you did for your mother-in-law. After your husband died. And you left your father and mother. And the land of your birth. And you went to a nation, to this Jewish nation, a nation whom you did not know before. Notice the words that he uses but he reports to her the reputation that she has. He is comparing her to no one less than Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, Lech Lecha, Me'artzacha, Me'lanetacha, Me'beis Avicha, she did all the same things. She left her parents, she left Avich V'yimech, and she left Eret Moladeteich. Just like Avram Avinu. But, in a sense, she did Avram Avinu one better. Avram Avinu went in response to a tzav eloki, in response to God's command that he go. And he had a, a motivation to go because he had all of God's brachos, all of God's promises. She had nothing. She went, in the words of Rav Lipovitz, mitoch hit orurut pinimit, from an inner inspiration, ubelishum tikva betochelet, without any hope, without any promises. So she in a sense, outdid Avraham Avinu himself. And therefore, Boaz says, Yishalem Adonai po'olech, usihi maskurtech, shalem o'meim Adonai Elohei Yisroel, asher bos lachasos tachas kenofov. May God reward you, reward you for what you've done. And may your reward be total, may it be complete. And may it come from the hand of God too, because after all, you have chosen to find shelter under his wings, the ultimate expression of dependence upon God, of conversion to the Jewish people. Motion of Chazal. Come and see how powerful is the power of the righteous. The Kamagadol Kochoshel Stokon, how great is the power of charity. The Kamagadol Kochon Shel Gomli Chasodim, and how great is the power of those who do Chesed with others. Sheein Chasin, that when it comes to their taking shelter, they do not take shelter, Lobitzel Kanfe Shachar, not in the shade of dawn. For lo b'tzel kanfei oretz, not in the shade of any earthly thing. For lo b'tzel kanfei chayos, and not in the shade of the wings of the angels called the chayos. For lo b'tzel kanfei keruvim, and not even in the shade of the wings of the keruvim angels, a higher level of angel, the cherubs. For lo b'tzel kanfei serofim, and not even in the shade of the wings of the highest angels of all, the serofim. They take shelter in the shade, in the protection of He who created the world, of the Bashefer. Shenemar, as the Posik says, These are the human beings who, because of their chesed, take shelter, are protected by the wings of God Himself. And this is what Boaz blesses her with. 
Atomer, and she says in response to this, basically, thank you. You have appeased me. You have consoled me. You have comforted me. She hears in her words a prediction that one day she will be very, very blessed indeed. Thank you for soothing me, for speaking on my heart. Again, she reminds him, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy of you. I'm not equal, even equal, to one of your maids. Finally, Voaz gets down to Tachlis and says to her, It's, it's lunchtime. Goshi Halom, come here. The word halom, chazal say, is a hint of majesty. Al tikrav halom, mi onochi ki haviosani ad halom. So he says to her, Goshi halom, come here, come up, come up to the level of royalty, of malchus. V'yochalt min halechem, and eat some of the bread. V'toval piteich pachometz, and dip your bread in vinegar. This is wine vinegar. Vateishev mitzad ha-kotzrin, and indeed, she sat down, but not together with the group. Side, off to the side. V'yitzpot lo koli. V'yitzpot is a very rare and unusual word. It means to grasp. To, to hold on to. He grabbed for her some koli. Koli is either toasted oats, toasted, not oats, toasted grains of wheat, or perhaps cakes or cookies made out of ground toasted um, wheat. Vatochal, she ate. Vatispa, she had enough. Vatosar, and she left some over. And of course, we will yet know that she left some over for Naomi, for her mother-in-law. Hazal say that at this point, when Boaz invited her to sit at his table, so to speak, he was telling her, and, and she said, I'm not even worthy to be one of your maids. He said to her, Chas v'shalom, lo min ho am hosat. You are not one of the maids, ammo, but ammo evriya, elo min ho you are one of the mothers. You are one of the queens. You are one of the matriarchs. And she went back. She went back doing what she was doing before. She went back to glean. She finished her food and she went back to glean, having put aside Vatosar something for her mother in law. And Boaz commanded his lads. His men saying, Gam bein ho'omorim talakeit velo sachlimuho. Let her glean wherever she wants, even among the standing bundles of grain. And do not embarrass her. And not only that, not only should you make it easy for her and allow her to glean wherever she wants, but more than that, Vegam shol to sholu lo min pretend that you're dropping some things from the loose bundles. Shol to sholu. Shol here, obviously, from the context, you understand that it means to drop, to let go of, to 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 um, to release. And indeed, it's questionable what the shoresh of shol to sholu is. Some say shin lamed hey, some say shin lamed lamed, some say noshal nun shin lamed. But all those words mean to to release, to let loose. 
let loose some of the tzivosim are the um, loosened bundles. Va'azavtem and let leave them behind purposely. Velikta, let her glean them. Velosigaruva, do not scold her. Do not be harsh with her. Vatalaket basode ad horif. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Vatachbotes asheli keto. She pulled together all that she had. She had an ephah, quite a large measure of barley. She picked it up and went back to town. And Naomi saw how much she um, gathered. And she took out not only what she gathered, but she took out Rus and gave to Naomi that which she left over from the meal after she was satisfied. She was given three-course dinner. She only ate two courses. And Hosiro Misova, she left over because she was satisfied. She had enough. She left over that third course for Naomi and now gave it all to Naomi. So Naomi realizes how hard she worked. She realizes it. And notice, Rus doesn't tell her anything about the whole story, what happened, I met this guy, and blah, blah, blah. She just says, mission accomplished, here's some food. And the mother-in-law is, has to ask the questions for details. A foli katatayom, where did you glean today? Viona osis, makirech boruch. May he who acknowledged you, again the word makirech, from he who recognized you, uh, be blessed. Because she was afraid, you know, we don't know who started up with her. Maybe it's some cursed person. And therefore I pray that he be a blessed person. Yehi makirech um, boruch. I don't want him to be one of those of whom it is said, Orur baderech. Cursed be one who might have misled you. I hope he is one of the Beruchim. And she told her daughter-in-law, Eis asher imo, what she had done for him. And she said, the name of the man whom I did for today was Boaz. Chazal here say something very powerful, very important. What does it mean Rus did something for Boaz? Boaz did something for Rus. What do we say here? Eis asher imo, what she did with him, for him. And Chazal say famous words, Yoser heoni, more than that which the rich man does for the poor person, heoni The oni does it, does much for the rich person. The rich person gives a couple of pennies, a couple of dollars, a couple of oats, in this case some barley, to a poor person. That's nothing. However, the poor person has given him the opportunity to do no less than 10 mitzvot. And Chazal lists the 10 mitzvot that you do when you give tzedakah, etc. So she did for him. So Naomi says, Ah, he is indeed blessed. He's not one of these uh, seductive, lecherous old men. No, he is a Boruch. And thank God. Again, Chesed. 
who has not abandoned his chesed, he's done good for the living and for the dead. We should know this Boaz is close to us. He is among our goalim. He is one of those who has, will have the opportunity legally to redeem us, to redeem the fields which we may have sold away, but also to redeem our good name, to bring us back. Ruth finally tells her mother-in-law. He also said to me, He told me to be friendly with the Naorim, with the young lads, until we finish the harvest. Chazal say, who is talking here? He didn't tell her to be friendly with the lads. He told her to be friendly with the young maidens, with the Na'arosai, right? So he was careful to say, you know, this is, this is not Moab here. This is, uh, these are Jewish people. V'chosid bokin im Na'arosai in Pasukhes, but she didn't hear that. Because after all, I'll say this, it's hard to say, but she still had a little bit of Moavia in her. Fatome Rusa Moavia, Rus the Moavia said, and he told me, Imhana Ore Mashalitid Bokin, to be friendly with the boys. Fatome Naomi, and Naomi responded and said, El Rus Kalosa to Rus, her daughter in law, Tov Biti, Kisaitziim Na'arosov. Arosov, it is good, my daughter, if you go out, not with the boys, with the girls. Go and go with his maidens, go with his harvesters, so that you won't have to go anywhere else where you might be insulted in some way. So indeed, Rus got the message. She's with Jewish people now. Go back there, associate with the harvesters, be close to them, very close, tidbak, but with the girls. Tidbak benaros boaz, the lakate, and she gleaned there. Ad kolos ketsir hasaorim, until the end of the harvest of barley. U ketsir hachitim, and until the end of the later period of the harvest of the wheat. Vateshev es hamosa, and she dwelled with her mother-in-law. She didn't say, I got a few bucks now. I'm going to go and live in an apartment on my own. She stayed with her mother-in-law. And so we bring to the conclusion of the encounter and the setting up, setting the stage, so to speak, for what's going to happen next. Boaz, Naomi know each other. Sorry, Boaz and Rus get to meet each other. Naomi gets the message and realizes that something must be done. And we'll see what she decides to do and how drastic it is in the next parak, which will be parak.